Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on August 10th, 2011. For newcomers, look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and hopefully you'll find lots of shortcuts to understanding this world that you're born into and how it really works and how it's always really worked and how big institutions, organizations, big money and the banking fraternity, of course, really have their own superstructure of government, world government and how they they have a big business plan for the planet, and that's really what it is. Thousands of think tanks are across the whole globe working for them on specific parts of their society as they bring it into this world order and into the future that they want to bring us all into. Not, not all of us, actually. A lot of us won't be here, but uh, they certainly know who they want to bring through into the next brave new world scenario. So help yourself to the audios. There's lots to choose from. All the sites listed on the com site also have transcripts of a lot of the talks in English for print-up. And if you want print up in other languages, look at Alan Watt Sentient, sentinel.eu, and help yourself from the variety offered there. Remember, too, that you're the audience to bring me to you, so you can support me by buying the discs and books that I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, even though the dollar is plunging, you can still use a personal check to order, or you can use an international postal money order from your post office or you can send cash, or you can use PayPal to order. Use the donation button there, follow it with an email, name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you as fast as I can. Across the rest of the world, you've got Western Union and MoneyGram, and also, again, PayPal to order. And remember, the straight donations are also certainly welcome as well in these hard times that we're going through. But uh, it's an interesting time we are going through because in some ways we're lucky to, to see it all happening, especially been watching this for an awful long time, many years, to see where it's all going. And you know the plan, you know the big agenda. You've read the books by the big boys themselves uh, who love to boast about their, their part in making this all happen and designing a future. Most of what we're going through now was designed 50 to 70 years ago, actually, every part of it. And including all internationalism and the banks, etc., international banking, IMF, World Bank, United Nations. So really, you're going through, uh, as I say, an agenda, straightforward. Not nothing really complicated about it. The only thing that makes you disbelieve it is because the media give you a daily version of the accidental theory of progress, as they call it, and history. And there's nothing accidental about it. Anything that happens on a world scale on a large scale, is meant to happen that way because you don't hire all these think tanks and pay uh, very uh, tremendous wages to to specialists to have them screw up like this any more than you would do in the banks either. Uh, we came down, the banking crash happened on cue because it was meant to happen. How else were they going to force you into something they called austerity for post-consumerist societies? Hmm? Ask you nicely. Uh, no, of course they do it this way instead. And then, of course, the other part of it is that energy is going to be the big uh, 
big buck relief that you'll spend it all on in, in the future, rather than having extra money to play with and buy things from the stores. You'll be paying everything in taxes and fees for everything. That's what energy is all about. They can give you a quarter of what they're supplying you with now and charge you a hundred times as much for it if they want to. So they're not, they're not going to lose out by giving you less. It's all worked out well in advance. And they're even talking about the, the global energy grid. One time, one day there'll be a one company in charge of all of the electrical supplies of the world, just the same as it is with the water supplies as they amalgamate and amalgamate and take over the entire water system of the planet. And that will match the food boys as well. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix and as we're through this big whirlwind we're going through at the moment, nothing is is by chance, of course, where it's rioting across the world, especially in Britain, as it certainly is, and the austerity measures are cutting back in food stamps inside the United States too, which will probably down the road eventually spark riots as well, which they know at the top. And I've said for years, you understand, you cannot plan for all of this stage where you have mass unemployment because most of your factories are all gone overseas, thanks to your politicians signing agreements through the World Trade Organization, pretty well forcing them to go, but paying them to go as well. And that happened across the first world countries over the years. And they knew there'd be nothing left to take up the slack for for the ones at the bottom who are not professional people and who don't like academia and sitting reading books or anything like that. And that's most of the population today. However, you'll find that nothing was unforeseen. They, they didn't uh, simply say, well, give all the factories to China and wait and see what happens. They knew what would happen, and they probably knew as well exactly when trouble would start. But they also have other plans too, such as bringing down the dollar, which is underway right now, of course, because they always said that once America and the West had, had financed the third world countries up to a, a certain living standard, then the, the U.S. and others would have to come down to a certain level and then meet in some happy never-never land in between. And that's supposedly what's happening now. And I've always said the U.S., is, who is the main supply, supplier of cash to the United Nations, uh, would be the, the one that uh, would be the, also the military might for the United Nations to bring all this about, to standardize the world. And once, once they were almost finished, you would see the rumblings as they pulled the, the rug from underneath your feet at home. And that's what's happening now, too. Britain's ahead of it all, of course. You understand, they've been building up this military force long before 9-11, because they have their projections from the Ministry of Defense uh, renewed every other year. Uh, for the next 50 years generally and what they expect to happen and they're not looking at a crystal ball they have all their professionals in from all the other think tanks who are dealing and implementing agendas and they know what what the kind of fallout these agendas will cause so they tell you as it is basically they've already told us as I mentioned before I first mentioned in 2007 the Ministry of Defense which matched the US one that came out about 8 months later exactly matched it eventually the world will end up in some super city states nations would be gone and some of these city states would be high tech 
very, very high-tech, very elite uh, people living inside them, and uh, they, they might even have their own wars between the cities down the road. So we seem to be going that way. And at, at the moment, too, all the ones that are left over from the last type century of, of workers, uh, welfare systems, all that are just all the weeds that they, they want to control and disappear, basically. So you're seeing the start of it now as the rioting happens in Britain. In Britain right now, apparently, uh, almost every major city is uh, under attack from within, uh, right across the whole of England now. And uh, it's obviously managed as well, but there's also a lot of hatred there because there are different ethnic groups fighting away. And I said that 30 years ago, that they're making sure they're bringing in all the people who will do the rioting down the road. If it was just the British people themselves, you couldn't even get martial law put on them because there'd be no reason to do it. You have to bring the people in. You have to create a welfare state. Uh, and when they're in a welfare state, you do spoil them. There's no doubt about it. Britain has advertised it's the best welfare state in the papers for 30 years. And that's why all the refugees and everybody who wants to be a refugee or an immigrant goes to Britain if you want to live on welfare. And when you cut the welfare off, or if the welfare money doesn't keep up with the inflation you've got after bailing out all the big banks, then you, you get rioting. And that's what's happening. Quite something that you should watch, as I say. And tonight I'll put up some links about it. Uh, four days of rioting, and it says... Uh, that the Prime Minister now is going to bring in the troops, etc. And they'll put paid to that. This will also teach the general population that you're not safe. You understand? That's a, the real part of this agenda. You're, you're all not safe. And um, you really need us. You really need the, the military police state. That's what they're telling you here. They had to do something because nothing was happening, obviously. You've got a massive police state and nothing's happening. So you've got to make things happen and say, see, we told you. And that's why they were allowing all this rioting to continue. They could have whacked it very quickly on the first night of it if they wanted to, but they didn't. So they let it happen. That gives word to all the rest of them across the country. Uh, get out your beds. If you, if you ever do get out them, uh, get out now and do some rioting and looting. And that's what's been going on. So it's managed to an extent. And uh, as far as the events that triggered it, I think it's all bogus, to be honest with you. At least most of it is pretty bogus. I think this was, there's much, much more to it than meets the eye. And uh, there's definitely pent-up rage, massive pent-up rage. You've also got the most degenerate society that's ever been created. It definitely is in Britain uh, because they've destroyed what was the family unit pretty well. Um, they get nothing but perversion and sex on television, have done for years now, all kinds of perversions now, they are no called normals, and uh, it's rammed down their throats until they're so politically correct uh, that um, they don't know what common sense is anymore, literally. And they're scared if they have common sense, they're scared to mention it, because they'll be poo-pooed by the ones who, who are all uh, downloaded with PC. So that's what you have. Anyway, you've got all this, uh, this stuff happening in, in Britain. Uh, we won't get the death toll, by the way, until it's over. Because I saw this the last time. And uh, when this happened, remember, too, uh, there were um, gangs going into uh, old-age homes. Old-age, they had streets there for homes, old-age people. And they were dousing them with gasoline and setting them on fire. I can remember when that happened. 
and they kept that quiet from the public for quite a while. It's a racial type riot, you see, and they don't want to stir it up any more than they want. If they do go into the racial issue, then that means they'll want to stir it up more. So we'll know, and actually there's some articles today that's pretty well proven that. Plus you have, you also have, um, uh, white militia on the street now, they're, they're just taking over the streets, uh, older guys generally, uh, who've had enough, and they're, they're trying to protect their own property and their neighbours, and clear it out of all the hooligans, as, as they're being termed. And uh, they've all got baseball bats like crazy, because it's the only thing you can buy there. It's the biggest uh, seller right now on eBay, is aluminum uh, baseball bats to buy some heads in. So... Um, that's all they're left with, unfortunately. In a, in a, again, too, in a socialist society like Britain. Socialism is, is an interesting term. Most of the people at the, at the bottom level who think they're socialists don't understand what it means. At least they don't understand what the elite uh, mean by using the term. The, the, the elites have a completely different idea. It's an ordered society uh, with a definite hierarchy uh, who run everything according to a scientific method, as they call it, and eugenics is heavily put in there too. Nothing to do with helping the working people or anything like that at all. And technically too, even the Darwinists and, and Galton, Sir Francis Galton, they were technically socialists as well. They, they wrote to, to Shaw, Bernard Shaw, the Fabian, one of the Fabian founders. And, uh, they believed in the scientifically led society of the ultra bright and elite. And of course the rich and famous. So people can use the same terms and, and yet never understand that they're, they're actually talking at cross purposes in a sense. It's like sitting, sitting with ten folk, you're all talking about God and you're, you're, cheering, you're sharing your sandwiches and everything else and you, and you can leave the meeting never realizing that you might be sitting with a bunch of Satanists on one side and voodoo priests on the other. As long as you all use the same term God, you're all quite happy. And that's how silly people are. So, Tonight I'll put up this one about all the things that are happening as this, uh, these, these uh, riots continue and they spread. And they've been allowed to spread, obviously, up until now. They do say that there's, there's been about 760 arrests made in London alone, I think, which is nothing at all compared to the amount of looters that were out there. And um, I think there's about 1,500 arrested in total or something like that. But as I say, we'll never get the true story coming out until it's all over and done. And I've noticed even on the BBC and different ones, they always pick certain people to photograph without tr- and try to evade the obvious. And, and that's rather sad as well, because you have to always talk facts when you're talking about things. And I'll put a, a, a link to about London riots, government prepares troops, martial law, eminent. It's by a politician, I believe. And also... London needs an army to crush the thugs. And they're actually calling back troops from Afghanistan. So at time they use them for something else, since the taxpayer's been paying for them, so that the elite can get their poppies out of Afghanistan. And I'll go back, too, uh, to this society, because you understand it's so corrupt. It's, it's incredibly corrupt. And it's, it's obviously it's corrupt from the, from the very, very top, because in an atheistic society... Uh, once you're all into the sciences and you have to poo-poo all ideas of anything beyond science and what you're given as facts, even though the facts keep changing, um, you, you get corruption. There's no rights or wrongs. There's moral relativity. And it, eventually they become very uh, cocky at the top and they share the loot. They, they often 
actually think that it's their right to share the loot at the top. You see that in politicians as well, when they're caught with their hands in the cookie jar. But uh, I'll put this link up again. I've mentioned it already. Chief Constable and his deputy both suspended after being arrested in corruption probe. One of Britain's most senior police officers was arrested in suspicion of corruption yesterday. The Cleveland Chief Constable Sean Price, 53, and Deputy Derek Bonnard, 45, are being quizzed by detectives investigating allegations of misconduct, abuse of position, and corrupt practice. And it's the first time since 1958 somebody at that level has been arrested. Where he gets away with it, who knows. And I, I mentioned his salary the last time I read this too. This is Mr. Price, who was one of the most highly paid officers in Britain, thanks to a gold-plated perks package which takes his salary to £191,905 per annum, was suspended from duty along with his deputy yesterday. Well, they'll probably give him a big, uh, a big settlement too, another gold-plated settlement to go with his pension or else to promote him. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix and just talking about how things happen on queue. If you build up a police state, you've got to use them once in a while. Otherwise, if folk, the folk keep saying, especially when you're broke, why are we paying for all this? So you've got to make sure that everybody gets a message. And with enough looting in, in Britain, for instance, uh, they'll keep the pulse on the people. They've got instant feedback from uh, all their twittering, etc. They're always, they know what they're talking about. So they know when they've had enough. And just at the right time, when they've had enough, they'll come in and use the big force. Everybody will cheer, and then they'll legitimize the police state, you see. But you've got to get the people keep coming into the country. It's already sinking with the weight of people coming in all the time from all over Europe and Africa because it's the best welfare place on the planet. That's their, that's their ad for the last 30 years. So you always need that to, to, to use them for rioting at the right time. But other things are happening too and are getting quashed under all of this because this article here is interesting. It's just like Japan about what the big, uh, basically the, the nuclear holocaust, which it really was. And I've always said it's, and it's strange, it stopped immediately the day they went to bomb Libya. It suddenly didn't exist anymore. It was a footnote and then gone altogether. And it's still going on today. We're still getting the radiation uh, coming across the water and uh, covering the Americas, Hawaii, you really got those and the stuff, and we're not too worried about or even think about that. You see, leave that to the experts to think about. You just go and play. And and then, of course, we have so many other so, uh, stories just going missing. And this article to ties some of it together. Same thing happened with Norway, you'll notice. Is Norway never happened. Just ask the police. And it shows you a little video here. It's awfully interesting. It says, Breivik or Beric never captured but extracted by Lodge Brothers, which are all cops, you see, because all the Masons here are, all the cops are Masons in Norway too, like they are everywhere else. But what's interesting too, Breivik, there's much more to this guy than they'll ever tell us because you actually wonder if he's actually even uh, Norwegian in, in the full sense of the word. The guy definitely had uh, plastic surgery, supposedly, to make himself more Aryan-looking, whatever that means, and... Uh, his father was a very high diplomat in the Norwegian government, and uh, I don't think it must be too important to tell us who who the guy actually is. 
but uh, there's much more to this than meets the eye. Anyway, it says here, the Norway killings with more and more fully complicit uh, police terrorism, Freemasons, Israeli agents. I guess that's to do probably with the Oslo Accord. They've never forgiven Oslo for that accord to give Palestinians their homeland. Anyway, carefully timed slaughter has gone silent. The other suspects gone from the planet, disappeared. No names, just stories of arrests, even films of the suspects' homes, but now as though it had never happened, just like Japan. It says, uh, murder of a SEAL team in Afghanistan, one more stage in 9-11 cover-up, cleansing the American military of the witnesses to the phony Bin Laden theatre. Riots now in Britain, increasingly seemingly staged by government agent provocateurs, were told trying to bury questions about the Iraq inquiry cover-up. Actually, it's more to do with the Murdoch story, who, who kind of ran the government through blackmail. He had all the, the, the taps and all the different politicians' phones, plus he took them to, you know, specific high-level kind of kinky parties across the planet in his private jets. Anyway, then there was the Murdoch story cover. A top government counter-terrorism officials quits, who should have been arrested, waterboarded, and should have brought down the entire government, but instead a pie-thrower gets six weeks in jail. That's really what's happening, isn't it? All we have to, for uh, today for you is one sample video from CNN, suppressed, forgotten, but seeded with just enough to take it all down. This simple story of a simple man, not heroism, but humanity. Let's just remember this quote, and it gives you little quotes, because this was a guy who was on a boat. He went into the island and got some of them out. This one girl started crying. He tried to keep her from causing others to panic. We have to have an agreement, he told his passengers. We should keep quiet until we get out of here. It's quite an interesting little uh, video. It's, it's disappeared from CNN and everywhere else because it shows you when the, the Norwegians said they had no helicopters or anything, you'll see lots of them flying overhead. And just that the police, I guess, were too busy with other things. And um, you also see around the island lots of boats and other boats going in too to help uh, and... Uh, that's quite an interesting little thing. On a day when there were no helicopters in Norway, apparently, they were seen scurrying overhead, all available to the police who conveniently avoided them. On a day when locals found boats to rescue the children, the police could, not, could find none, not for hours. But the helicopters did exist. There were three landing zones in the small island, and nothing ever touched down. And in fact, look for films of the hunt and capture. They don't exist either. Beric or Breivik wasn't captured. He was extracted. Then again, we have reliable reports that when the police finally came ashore, they called out his name, Brevik, where are you? Are you out there? They were looking for him. He put down his weapon carefully. No barrage or gunfires, as would have happened anywhere else on earth. And Brevik, also known as Andy Beric, quietly went with those who appeared to be his friends, those who helped him get his weapons permit, those who were supposedly doing surveillance on him because of terror and weapons questions, his fellow Lodge brothers, his fellow Freemasons. It says the Norwegian police, almost to a man, are Freemasons. The bomb is now forgotten, not a car bomb in a square, but something equal to an entire rail car of TNT. Obviously, if, if the guy got tons of this stuff, and it said that he bought tons of the fertilizer, you would never get it all in, especially mixed, mixed with the diesel, into a little car. It, it just wouldn't fit, you know. Anyway, no fertilizer residue, no forensic evidence of a fertilizer bomb. The police made the whole thing up. It says, where's the trail leading? Before everything went black, Beric's claim the associates now proven very real. Many were arrested, perhaps released one more killing in Oslo, an arrest but no prisoners, while others fled to Britain and Sweden and Denmark, fled or simply went back to work. Yesterday, CNN began blaming Iran for killing the Navy SEALs in Afghanistan. And it goes on and on and on. But it's quite interesting, 
all the different agencies are involved in this cover up back with more after this you're listening to the republic broadcasting network because you can handle the truth Hi folks, we're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. I'm also putting up on the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of the broadcast. Uh, all these links I've mentioned already, but also a couple. There's one on uh, the fight to stop Agenda 21. It's an update. Uh, I'll put that up as well. And then there's also uh, more stuff to do with what's happening in Britain and how they're calling it uh, racial riots, basically. And... Uh, the folk really have had enough of shootings and muggings and so on over the years, which is exactly what the government wanted. That's why they brought lots of folk in and says go on welfare. They also allowed the drugs to run for years and years and years. Same thing happened in Toronto before when there was lots of shootings. It was mainly black on black. And um, it's because the police stopped the drugs from flowing in. And so they end up shooting each other for the last of the drugs. Once they have laws passed, which they did, that's what they're using it for in Canada, had the laws passed, the very day that it was passed, the drugs were allowed to flow in and all the shooting stopped. That's a standard thing. Everyone is used and they don't even know it. They're getting, they're getting used for higher purposes. And uh, that's just the way it is in this mysterious world. It's only mysterious if you believe the media. Now, there's a couple of callers on the line. There's Martin from North Carolina. Hanging on. Are you there, Martin? Hello? Is Martin there? Hello? Hello. Is that, is that Martin, is it? Yes, Alan. Yes. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say it's an honor to speak with you. Um, you were the first person that I really woke up to. Um, you still there? Yes, I'm here, yeah. Uh, so I have a comment and a question. Mm-hmm. Um, my comment is, uh, well, I'm an, I'm an up and coming, I guess you would call, uh, the future, one, a, a future leader of the, the academia or, or scientific leadership, uh, that you've talked about in the, in the socialist, um, program that we have, uh, here. <clears throat> and twice now in my career, I have, um, had, and during internships, yeah. uh, been addressed by high government, high-ranking government officials, telling us how great it would be to have a brain chip, how it would give you a sixth sense, or you could play music in your brain off of your brain chip. Yeah. And they're they're openly admitting this now, mm-hmm. uh, and they're trying to get the the future leaders of tomorrow in on the deal so that they will, you know, um, push it down the pike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my my question is uh, how does how does Einstein uh, was he a player in the, in all this? How did he play a role in uh, in in um, the system as as it uh, as it rolls along like you like you teach? Well, what you do, and this is how this is how it's done. If you look into say the 18th century. You had all these philosophers coming up, mainly in Germany and, uh, and, and the countries around Germany. And 
what you do to change society. Remember, society was basically um, it, was, it was basically a relig- religious type of society. At least the culture was. It doesn't matter if you believed in it or not, as long as you went along with the culture, it gave you your norms and your t- social taboos, that kind of thing. So everyone knew the rules. And to change society and to change those in, uh, who have sway over society, to overthrow it, you have to find either an, an equal God or a more powerful God, or, or they use logic and use science. So they chose science. That was the idea. So the philosophers, the philosophers came forward to try and point out all the fallacies of religion in order to elevate themselves up to a higher position and to get society working in a different direction. And believe you me, it wasn't a free society either. You know, and Don't make that mistake. But what they do too is they give you heroes, just like today. Uh, you still make some scientists today uh, celebrities. And, I, and I've mentioned too the Unabomber, and, and I've got that, the link up to... Uh, the Unabomber, what he was on about, he was after a group of scientists that also belonged to the Frankfurt School, who belonged to cybernetic societies as well, who wanted to bring in this this high-tech socialist system to, to control people, basically. And one of them on that video, you'll hear him talking about it, one of the present uh, um, people who still make scientists uh, celebrities, um, you'll hear him saying that. He says, that's what I did. I make people celebrities. I make rock star celebrities, but I also make scientists celebrities to be the new priests of, of the, this modern age. And so Einstein was brought forth for that reason, amongst others. And um, his history doesn't jive with all the accolades that's been given to him, because when you read the books by Snow and others, the, the few people who were given access to private uh, interviews with him, he said all Einstein ever talked about was politics. He wanted a socialist world order, etc., etc. But when it came to science, he, he didn't talk about anything. When you go into his history, he was regarded as an idiot at school uh, by his teachers. He left with pretty well no qualifications. He, his parents pulled some strings and he got a job in the patent office. Now, the patent offices exist so that the military-industrial boys and those who control things can steal your patents, that's what it's for. And so I guess he must have done an awful good job, so they probably asked him what he wanted to be, and he probably said a famous scientist, so they gave him a good cover story. He's associated with atomic uh, weaponry, even though he didn't really have anything to do with it. It was a whole bunch of different people who worked on the atomic bomb. And it was a Norwegian who put the the final uh, bits in which they needed to create the bomb. But he ended up getting all the accolades for it too. So that's the power of the press and propaganda. So, but, but regardless, his main job was to give talks around the world about uh, a new kind of globalistic society, a, a different kind of system, etc. So that's what they give you. Same, same as Carl Sagan uh, with his humanism, secular humanism, uh, etc. Uh, debasing man off his pedestal onto the, the ground along with the animals. Uh, that kind of stuff. And we, we sit back listening to these new priests and we're captivated by the shows that are put on on television. So that's what you do. Yeah, that's how you do. That's why you put them up there. Yeah. Uh, may I say one more thing before, uh, before I go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to your listeners, uh, when Alan Watt talks about the brain chips and how they're coming down the pipe, uh, I know firsthand that, uh, they're, they're, it is policy, it is, gover- it is U.S. government policy, there are people in place that think about this. And just be wary, and um, may God go with you. And you too, you take care. 
But it's interesting that that even the, the internet was given by ARPA, they called it at first, which is now called DARPA, and uh, uh, the same group were the first ones to openly admit the, the implanted uh, a, a remote chip, in other words, it doesn't need wires, into the brain of a paraplegic. So here's the military industrial boys at the top in charge of terrorism and everything and high-tech weaponry for the military uh, helping a paraplegic because they just love paraplegics, obviously. Uh, but no, it was to see if they could uh, actually use this technique on them. And then that article I read last night from 2007 from The Guardian with its 90 pages attached to it too. It's on our website in the archives as you go in from the military industrial boys. It was actually the Ministry of Defence for Britain. They said that uh, they'd possibly do that down the road as brain chip all of the population. That's from the military of de- the Ministry of Defence for the UK and NATO. So uh, they are on board with this idea of brain chips. Now we'll, we'll go to Bob from Texas next, if, if you're still there. Are you there, Bob? Hello, Bob. Hello, Alan. Hello, you're there, yeah. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We had a little delay there. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, you know, what's going on in the, in the UK. It's, uh, it's, it's tragic. And it's all, uh, to me, I can see the design in all of it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we're talking about, you know, you're talking about the brain chips and so forth. I'm, I'm looking from Nick Begich. Uh, angels don't play with heart. Our angels don't play this harp on page 150. Yeah. And, uh, talks about a captain. The director of U.S. Uh, Naval uh, in U.S. Navy's electromagnetic uh, radiation project from 1970 to 77, mm-hmm. and in 1985 he was quoted Omni uh, that with the right electromagnetic field, for example, you might be able to produce the same effects of a psychoactive drugs. Of uh, the idea first kicked around by the CIA and early. Researchers were now being pursued by the military for controlling human behavior, mm-hmm. a prospect uh, of profound implications. Yeah. Uh, I see such, you know, to me, I think it is almost impossible to believe that such a mass of people, I know that there are social influences that, you know, that are involved in this, this thing, but uh, it, it's very hard to swallow that so many people just go on such a, uh, a rampage without having some sort of influence. Uh, but that's a problem. I mean, Britain is like everywhere else. They gave you a rap culture for years, uh, taught the youngsters to do whatever they wanted to and, be, and to be tough, you know, to be awfully tough guys. And uh, you couple that with a welfare state, you couple that with inflation, uh, and, and, uh, and you're ready to spark them. However, you can certainly go into... Um, Brzezinski's uh, book, Between Two Ages, and he's working up there with, with the NSA and the whole bit, and he, he said that uh, we can use technotronic warfare on the public. He says we can bathe a whole continent with technotronic signals which can alter the behavior and make people aggressive or very passive or even knock them out. And I do know in Britain, I've got some some really strange strange antennas they're putting up in all the big uh, crowded housing estates. They're, they look like big microphones, actually. That's what they look like instead of the usual girders. Uh, it's like mi- big microphones, massive cables going into them, too, for, for incredible power. And no one's explained what they're for. There's, there's no Roger's name or nothing on the sides of it telling you what they are. Uh, so the governments have put these up where uh, there's masses of uh, crowds of populations. So I, th- I think personally they're doing it. They're using um, this kind of technology. 
And by the same token, they could calm them all down just as fast, too. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, I think it's interesting how, you know, uh, all of a sudden the police will just stand and, and say, look, see, you know, it just, it, it, it's almost a display. Uh, it, to me, it's, it's quite obvious. Uh, yeah. You can't finger a thing because, uh, you know, as far as saying, well, you know, I've got definite proof here, all you have to do is read. And, and, and look up to the skies. I know the U.K. has been sprayed immensely with yeah. these uh, chemtrails, unbelievably. I have, I've been, you know, seeing some of the things posted from some of my uh, friends and so forth, and, and they have been being sprayed, just bombarded with this stuff. They are, and also they have the, one of the highest um, uh, populations for inoculations of all kinds, uh, massive campaigns over there. So they're always sticking new needles into people all the time from infancy onwards. And when you go into the history of inoculations, especially the ones who designed them, then you find they all belong to the eugenic societies. And the main problem was the coming masses, as they call them, how to dumb them down, how to control them. And here they are giving you shots, inventing shots for you. You start to get rather suspicious. And if you can, yeah, if you can pinpoint something, GPS, satellite, if you can pinpoint directions and, and so forth and signals, you can pinpoint all sorts of of radio frequencies. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. It. And there was even um, an article from Finland a couple of years ago. I kept it from a scientist who found it a way to uh, use a standing mass, the standard big mass you see in the countryside, the tall ones for cell phones, and target a person within line of sight, even if they're miles away, uh, within, a, within three feet, basically. And it would leave, leave everybody else in the crowd alone, but it would just tar- they could actually target that person without moving anything on top of the, this, big, uh, this big antenna. Uh, they, could, they could literally hone in on... You understand everybody has their own frequency, a body frequency, and it's, it's, a, it's just as exact as a fingerprint. And once they have that frequency, they can actually target you. And it's not science fiction, it's, it's patented, and, it's, and the, the military's got a hold of it. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing going on in the, in the cities in the U.S. There's certain cities that are being, uh, you know, Philadelphia is one, is one that's coming out. And, yeah. you know, there's just, you know, I just, if people can start maybe reading things like, like, like this, what I'm talking about. And what Here's the problem. About. It isn't just being informed about it. You're left saying, what do you do about it? Because, you see, when you realize that, that, uh, that there's a farce of government, there's a farce of any kind of input from the public, um, unless you're a special PC group or something, they'll, they'll listen to you. But really, they don't listen to the majority of the public, and although they know what we're all complaining about all the time. They know exactly what we're complaining about, but they don't listen to us because you're living an agenda. And, and it, that's when you have to sit down and say, well, what do we do about this? Because these guys, in their own military manuals, because the American military projection up to the year 2040, 2050, is exactly the same as the British one, by the way. It's, it's like, what do we do with all these people? There's going to be mob riots everywhere of unemployed people in America. And what to use all the special weaponry to deal with them, including neutron bombs. This is, this is from the military's own, own uh, think tank, which they published. I mean, they mean what they say. They know they're bringing it on, obviously, because you don't go overboard into imagination unless you can make it all happen. Yeah. So they're talking about using neutron bombs. So, you know, like, what do you do? I mean, what do you do, Alan? You know? Yeah, that, that's the big kicker. 
And again, they try to bring you around to politics. Oh, if we can just get the right guy in politics. Who's kidding who? Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's, it's, you've got a monolithic structure. Monolithic. Everything in politics is nothing but diversion. It's diversion. So one diversion yeah. after another diversion. Yeah. So they can sign their policies and into action without banking. people seeing And it. keep the same corrupt banking system going and everything else. So, so obviously it's a monolith, and, and somehow the monolith has to be uh, taken down without destroying the country and, and some honesty put in there. And I can't see any other way you can do it other than it being like a jury system where every single person who lives there has to do X amount of, of weeks uh, in government. Uh, you'd have to rotate them all the time to stop a permanent clique. Exactly. Yeah, yeah to keep them from, you know, forming some sort of alliance. And They do it, yeah. That, that's the first thing they do is form another little cabal and you're back with the same money con, and, and, and that's really where it all revolves around. What do you think about the, uh, uh, like, democracy of, of the people, uh, you know, where people have a direct, you know, kind of like the Switzerland thing, it's a direct democracy approach? Yes, yeah, you get more input for sure. The problem is we're not Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland has a, a, kind of, a, a kind of monoculture, you might say. Um, the Club of Rome, the big think tank that works for the United Nations, they came up with the, the global warming scam. That was their job to find a reason to bring it. Anyway, they, they did say some truths as well. They said there are so many competing, conflicting groups and democracies, uh, they could never get on together. And that's true. You, you'd find that you, you'd find that the big groups uh, um, from all types of society wanting to, to be on top. And what about this? And what about that? And what about the fact I can't buy a new dress even though you're a guy? What stuff like? I'm not kidding. You know, that's the kind of nonsense you'd hear. And, and so you'd, you'd need to, to. You'd probably need a period of chaos before you could rebuild again. I think that's probably what you'd have to do. Okay. Well, thank you, kind sir. Thanks yeah, for calling. Yeah. To hear you and appreciate you. Well, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. But, that, but that's true. You, uh, without that, so, I mean, you, could, you see, all, all these other groups that ask for and demand crazy things are all managed by the government. That's why they're all funded by the government. And um, you, you, you would probably need some something that was not in the plan, the big global agenda, some catastrophe that no one had foreseen and certainly wasn't brought on by the elites. And then you start all over afterwards. As it stands right now, I don't see how they can possibly lose at the top because they've got a, a military machine they can transport across the globe so fast to deal with this, to call them, this, to deal with flash mobs and riots. Back with more after this break. Folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, and, and that is true. What you do with all, all the information, and I think people who are a bit wise can, can, can at least try and get out of the cities if they can, because what's happening in Britain is going to happen elsewhere too. That's how they plan to continue. That's what they've shown you in all their sci-fi movies over the years. Uh, people are living in the rubble of cities, uh, scrounging around for things to eat or killing each other, and uh, and the guys with the with the latest um, armor body. Uh, body armor suits and the, and the big big machine guns lording it over them. That's what they've been showing you for years. That's predictive programming, of course. So once you see the real thing, it seems all quite normal. Uh, they can make anything seem normal because they've prepared your mind for it in advance. 
And uh, as the nails get put in the coffins of what was normalcy that held anything together and uh, they tried to finish off the religions, well, certain religions, and also uh, push all the the bizarre stuff to do with uh, bringing all minorities, tiny, tiny minorities up to a high level of of, uh, um, visibility in the media, etc. They're really pushing harder to, to make you all feel insane, actually. And here's an article here. Husband and husband, new online push for Bert and Ernie to have a gay wedding on Sesame Street for the children. Isn't that nice? And um, another one, too, about did you know that Spider-Man is now half black, half Latino, and maybe gay? I guess that's very politically correct. I don't know. And then, of course, you've, you've got the LGBT children's programming as well. A whole bunch of links on that. And uh, it's quite interesting what's going on. Then you couple it with all the other stuff. And amongst all the chaos and the fires going off in London and the looting, and, and you, you really have to say, what, what on earth is the media doing? It's trying to put you into a kaleidoscopic um, schizophrenia. That's what it's doing as it pushes all this other stuff out too. There's another one too. American Apparel CEO launches a teenager's do-it-better t-shirt hot on the heels of a string of sexual harassment claims. This another guy who's another pedophile probably. But anyway, uh, that's what you've got. You've got all this stuff coming out at the same time so that the average person who is not grounded in who they are uh, will be kind of lost and, and feel like kind of helpless floating in the sea of new normals, new normals where police come and, and the military too will be launched in, across England and you will see armoured vehicles and everything happening, just like the movies, just like all the predictive programming. And at the same time, you have guys dressed like women, vice versa, and all kinds of things going on at the same time. That's the world that's planned for you because, you see, sanity must be kicked out the window before they bring in the last phases of this. And this is all to do with neuroscientists involved in it, uh, top psychologists who are helping the think tanks guide us all into this part of destruction to bring in the new society that will emerge down the road afterwards. So we've got this from now to the year 2050 or so to go of just increasing chaos and what appears for the general public to be madness. That's how you create a war. That's how you guide a war. You guide the outcome. From Hamish myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, while your gods go with you. <laughs>